This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oh, my Good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining the Tohanenbach podcast, uh, sponsored by Six Yards Out and Old Zoological. I'm your host, Nathaniel Witto, and I've got three guests with me today. We've got returning AD, usual Tom, and we've got Chris Dyer, who's going to be part of our new uh, sort of content uh, team. Uh, we've, we're introducing a very new, exciting website, and uh, Chris and I think you, Tom, and, and maybe I'll have my uh, Longman blog post I'll do every week. Um, so, uh, Chris, uh, it's really exciting for you to join us. Um, I mean, I would normally ask if you know anything about what you're going to be doing with the website, but even I don't know. So I'm not going to ask you that that difficult question. Um, I mean, another thing we've got to mention is that we're currently doing a giveaway for a uh, lovely Dean Windass print, sort of a thing you can put on your wall. And all you've got to do is to follow uh, to Hollenbeck on Twitter and to follow False Nine Prints, and then maybe retweet the post. But you can find all the details for that giveaway on Twitter. So if you're interested in a Dean Windass sort of painting-esque thing but not a painting because it's a print you can go on twitter and you can enter that competition so uh are we all excited to talk about city because because i'm not it's been so long since we scored a goal yeah always always (laughs) well that that's good that's the sort of positive attitude we want so um well we'll just get straight into it uh bristol city one whole city nil um and a no another game with no goals scored um and i've written the first thing here no goal threat uh tom would you agree with that summation yeah it's very much so i think in the weeks we've really struggled in, in the last few weeks we really struggled to make it stick up there um mixture between oscar's hold up player being pretty poor um and to make sure of us missing Seri as well i think we've struggled to really get the ball 
thread the ball through to our attackers. Seri's, you know, the orchestrator and they'll pick up the ball, he'll spread it wide. Um, but in his absence, I don't think Simmons and Doherty are really those sort of players that are going to get on the ball and sort of dictate the game. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's what Seri's done this season, especially under a senior. Um, and in his absence, yeah, we've struggled. So, um, yeah, it's it's not very good. But hopefully once Seri comes back, we can sort of get back to... Uh, scoring more goals because right now you know, it's, not, winning, it's not very good is it yeah. it's it's not happening uh, another title that uh, we could have had for the podcast um, given the Bristol City scorer was uh, City didn't play very well because um, it, it, we certainly didn't uh, thank you thank you don't all laugh at once um, Chris would you say Seri missing is uh, one of the biggest problems City have at the moment oh without a doubt yeah I think he really sets the tempo of our play. You know, he's played through the thirds really well. So, to be quite honest, seeing how well Simon's played um, the previous home game, mm-hmm. I was quite excited to see how he would get on. But, uh, no, we were a bit below the level, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the last few games since uh, the Stoke performance and that, you know, I mean, even against Cardiff when we won, I didn't think we were that great. I think we probably only had one good performance in the last maybe five, and Preston was okay. So um, I think the last few games have definitely been below uh, where we'd um, you know, expect. But Ada, you, you were mentioning it uh, before the episode started. Is it just a case of Rossini perhaps trying to, you know, uh, try, well, try a few things? Do you think the season sort of getting into that playoff position, is that over now? Well, I think it, it really is over now. I don't think we've got much of a chance of it, to be quite honest with you. And uh, I don't think the injuries are helping us at the moment. Aaron Connell is a big miss for us because when he came into the team, he, he re- was really making us fire up front. He was giving the other team something to think about. At the moment, we just don't look as though... The, the, the other teams don't look frightened of us, and that's the problem, is that we need to get teams a bit frightened of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Oscar seems to have dried up again. He had a little spell where he got a few more... Uh, after his little dry spell before, but now he's dried up again. And I think you, you're relying too, too much on him to score goals for you. We're not getting enough from the midfield and things like that. So <laughs> I think it could be that stage now where he just starts experimenting a little bit, seeing what gonna, he's going to do for next season, seeing who he wants to keep for next season and seeing who he wants to move out of the building because at the moment that's what he's trying to do is get his own squad together, I think, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do think that, Going forwards, um, we do miss Connolly a lot because he was the one that sort of took the game to the opposition. I think Rossini wants to play on the front foot um, and Connolly allowed that with his pressing. And he also brought the best out of Oscar as well because what he did was he he, he made those runs in behind, those piercing runs, stretched the defence and that obviously mm-hmm. created the base for Oscar. And that's that's where Oscar can thrive and was able to get the ball in the box more. Um, but also, you know, was just more of a threat with Connolly in the team. And I think... Yeah. One, Back, I think that, that could be the difference. But like you've mentioned there, we, we are missing a lot of key players, such as Aliar as well. And, um, you know, we've got obviously a lot of players coming back, like Triori, we've not seen yet. So I think hopefully that, you know, since we've not really got much to play for, you know, for the rest of the season, uh, barring mm-hmm. a mirror, um, yeah. hopefully we can start sort of experimenting. Like you, know, like you mentioned there, you know, hopefully you see the likes of Triori come in and maybe experiment with a few different formations. and. You know, just sort of try and finish as high as possible. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Chris, do you think it's perhaps a case, and I'm not trying to say that Rossini is not as good a manager as the opening of his tenure suggested, but is it just a case of a new manager comes in, they get that boost, and then you have that in inevitable drop-off? Um, and I guess the main thing Rossini's got to do is make sure that our players aren't on the beach with nothing to play for going up or down. You know, do you back him to get more results out of the team? I think so. And, and, you know, the fact that he's acknowledged he's not shied away from... It was the first time he'd seen the players drop below the standards that, mm. that they've set. Uh, and obviously in his press conference this week, he was very quick to mention that he hasn't struggled to motivate the team this week. Um, it's how we respond to setbacks, because inevitably we are to win every game. Um, we're a bit of a work in progress. When you see the players who we've got coming back, are they fully fit yet? You know, Tete comes off the bench... I think if he starts with Oscar fully fit, he does what Tom mentions for Connolly in terms of he stretches the, the defenders and that then gives Oscar um, you know, more potency up front. So, yeah, I, I do back Rossini. I think, like Eddie says, it's probably going to be a long shot to make the playoffs, but I think as long as we push ourselves to get to top half of the league by the end of the season, then we'll be looking good for uh, a bit of a summer reboot and go again yeah. next season. <laughs> I think with the amount of injuries there, as you mentioned, um, Christie's another one. Uh, we've just got Triori and uh, Aliar's going to be back. And then Pelkas had just come back. He's injured. Christie's going to be injured. We've got so many uh, at the moment and we've had so many throughout the season. I think a rebuild in the summer, not only just to get better players, but to sign players who are going to be fitter um, for a tough championship season. I think that's really important because... I mean, I haven't got a list of the players who've been injured this season, but it's pretty much everyone, um, bar perhaps some of the players that, you know, we wish perhaps wouldn't have played so often. But uh, I think that's definitely something. Rossini mentioned that in January. So, uh, Tom, do you think that perhaps more than anything in the summer, I mean, it's a long way ahead, but just signing players who are going to be, you know, championship proven is yeah. more... Is it top yeah, I, I think we did sign like I was impressive. Obviously, quite a few of our signings in terms of the experience they've had. You know, the likes of Seri, Christie, they've done it before at this level, mm -hmm. and then Figueredo. You know, yeah, Figueredo as well, but he's a bit of an outcast now. But um, I mean, how he got promoted, I, I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> but but in terms of experience, we've got a few experienced players there. But um, we did take a risk on the likes of Pelkas, Cynic. Um, I'm trying to think who else now, and it's not really worked out. But um, I think well, Alio, in terms of it, yeah, Tete. yeah, there's there's obviously a Von Covell, yeah, mm -hmm. who got yeah. injured, who got a season, player, yeah. season ending injury in against Norwich. But is it August? Yeah, it is, yeah. Mm. it is imperative that we we sort of do bring in players that have had the experience at this level. Um, but I think in terms of recruitment, we will be looking abroad as well. Uh, like we have done, but yeah, it's it's about fleshing out the squad with sort of players that fit into this system now. Because uh, I think in the summer we signed sort of signed more players based on profile rather than matching molding together. And Absolutely. now we've got Rossini in charge. We've we've got a, a manager that wants to play this possession based style, and I think that we'll be building from the back. And the two players that have sort of impressed me in recent weeks in terms of building from the back is McLaughlin and Jones. I think they're they're the two players that can hold the heads high, as well as Simmons. Um, past few weeks, I think them them three there, the ones that have sort of you know come out saying that you know, we'll give our give our everything there, we'll put in some good performances, and I think that's what we need from the rest of the team as well. Yeah, I mean, coming in on the uh, the kind of makeup of the squad, I, 
reading the comments from Traore in the pre-match for this Friday, he talked about how he's had to get to grips with the physicality. And I think when we're recruiting players, obviously from overseas, that is always the challenge, is the relentlessness of the championship in terms of fixtures and what you're up against, really. So it's getting the right balance. We certainly brought in more homegrown, if you like, you know, UK-based players, which I think's helped. But it is a bit of a mishmash at the moment. I don't know if uh, you guys agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say that. I mean, I think the thing about signing players based on profile, I think Ajahn even admitted that, especially with Cynic and Tufan. And I suppose that would have helped get the sponsors in back. But perhaps we've already got those now next season. I mean, the senior with his, um, I mean, we've not really seen it with Ebuway yet, but I mean, we've seen that he's got a bit of quality about him getting past players, but especially Connolly, perhaps just listening to what Rasenia wants. Um, I think Connolly would have been a great signing if he hadn't got injured immediately like everyone else. I think, um, uh, I think on Malcolm, I've not been overly en- enamoured by him, to be honest. Yeah, he can go past the player, but it's been a bit of a letdown for me. You know, when you look at what Connolly did uh, coming into the team, I know he's picked up an injury, but I think he's done far more for the team than what Malcolm's done coming in. You know, to me, he's either lacking match fitness or he's maybe just here to make the numbers up. I'm not sure, to be honest. Uh, the jury's out for me. Yeah, I think with with Malcolm, he's what 19 years old. He's, he was always going to come into the team and struggle at first because yeah. it's a tough league to adapt to. Um, very rarely do you get a player that's that young that's going to come in and make a difference, especially in a team like us where we're not pushing towards promotion. It'd be different if he sort of came into a Burnley team where the the wrong song, they're, they're unstoppable, and you know they have a lot of possession. Whereas with us now, I think he's coming at a time where we're sort of on a standward spiral in a sense. Past few matches. And having a, a young player like that, it's it's sort of hard to sort of get into the team and make a difference. You know, there's, there's, there's undoubted quality there, but mm-hmm. I think if it's, you're if it's, you're a if you're yeah. a Crystal Palace player though, Tom, and you've come here and you're trying to impress your manager back there to get into the team, then ours is the sort of team that you'd want to come into because you've actually got something that you can prove. Mm-hmm. If you go into yeah. Burnley's team, you've got nothing to prove at all because they can do yeah. it without you. Yeah, that, that's very true. To be fair, that's I think that's what he has to sort of sort of think. What does he want out of this loan spell? To me, it looks like he's just come here and he's not really that bothered uh, yeah. from his first two performances. And I think he has to sort of, if he wants to sort of make it a palace, he has to sort of show something in you know the you know the rest of the season now. Um, mm. But yeah, I think it, it's it was always going to take time for him to adapt. But um, he's had a few games now, um, and obviously we're seeing him. We see something in him to start him against Bristol because obviously you've got. Got quite yeah. a few options to choose from. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I mean, the... go on, Chris. Yeah, no, just the fact. I mean, I just saw the comment there. You know, just coming back from injury, Malcolm. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a bit of a recurring thing, don't you think? You know, we're signing players who aren't necessarily yeah. fully fit, and it's taken them so long to get up to match fitness that we're not necessarily going to see the best of them until well, mm-hmm. back end of this season, start next. I'm not sure it was a good move to sign another player that was injured, to be quite honest with you. We'd signed too yeah. many in the summer that were injured and that we couldn't get on the pitch, and some of them were only just getting on the pitch now. To sign another one, to me, was a bit silly, to be honest. It was a bit yeah. bit, bit of a crazy makes decision. It, makes it so much more difficult to adapt to the team. and I mean, perhaps it's been, because uh, they were talking about it in the first transfer window, that they struggled to get interest from players in England to begin with. Perhaps they had to take a risk on these players that were 
you know, perhaps less less fit than others and weren't playing. Of course, Pelkas and that sort of thing, Tufan weren't playing for Fenerbahce. The, you know, they need to come and play football somewhere else, but it just makes it so much more difficult. And I think perhaps some of the criticism that's come out of Ebiway has perhaps just been that built-up frustration that we've signed just another player who got injured. Um, and so, I mean, maybe it's a bit unfair on him, but hopefully we do see the best of him. I'm sure there is a player in there. Otherwise, of course, you said... Lucinia wouldn't be starting him. So, uh, yeah. Um, Joe says, I brought. Uh, I thought we brought Malcolm in in case we had a playoff run, but we don't now. I think it's probably a good time to uh, show one of the graphics that I've got for this episode. Uh, audio listeners, of course, won't be able to... Yeah, so this basically shows oh. that um, based on the average position of the teams Hala yet to play, we actually have the most difficult run-in of the whole league. Uh, the average position of the teams we're playing is 8.9, which is um, quite a, a far bit ahead of any other team, actually. So... Um, if we did even have some chance of the playoffs, I think the fact we're playing a lot of the teams in the top half would probably mean we're we're not going to have that playoff run. And I guess those draws against Blackpool and Huddersfield, that sort of thing, probably killed the chances we had not not beating the teams below us. But uh, hopefully, the we still have. This, I don't know what you guys think, but I've always felt with City is that we actually raise our game against sides that are above us in the league. It's when mm-hmm. we're the ones who are favourites, that's when we seem to be struggling. So actually, I can't yeah. relish looking at, you know, we're playing the teams around us. Why not have a go? You know, mm-hmm. we've got nothing to lose. Well, hopefully that's 12 wins on the bounce to end the season. <laughs> That'd be nice. I think we'd get playoffs yeah, with that. Be. Yeah. Uh, I guess one of the other major talking points, which I'm sure is going to be one, uh, you know, one, one-sided on this show, uh, the Bristol City penalty, was it unfair? I'd say it probably was. What about you, Tom? I've not seen the replays, but the sound... You've not it. seen it? No, you should I've do your that. research, uh, Tom. No, no, no. Right, so you I you won't be game. coming on next week. <laughs> I, was, I was at the game. I was at the game and obviously saw it and then just didn't bother to watch it back, but it did look harsh mm. from, from real time. It looked harsh, but yeah. you know, it's the sort of decisions that can go against you in, at any level, so... Mm-hmm. You know, it's frustrating, but I think they, I, I, perhaps Bristol probably deserved it on, on the balance of players, to be yeah. fair, anyway. So, well, we certainly did, weren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Chris, did, were you enraged by it looking at any replays, or did you not look at any either? I, no, 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 of course. I always do, I always do my research. Always. Good. Um, Good. No, I'm only joking. And the, uh, look at the angles. Yeah. I mean, if it was, if the boot was on the other foot, we'd be raging if we didn't get that. That's the way I see it. It's mm-hmm. one of those, and like Rosinia said, we didn't deserve the look because we played so poorly. So, to be fair, and they, I think they, hadn't they, Bristol City, hadn't they gone like over a year without getting a penalty? Then they got yeah. one the yeah. game four hours and then Two got games another in one. And you it's like Watching yeah, against Man City, they made a good account on themselves as well. I think they won the, what, eight matches unbeaten now or something like that. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was always going to be a tough match, and people coming away thinking, "Oh yeah, we've, you know, we shouldn't be losing to Bristol City. It's ridiculous. They're on a good, they're on good form, and you know, it's a, a tough place to go. I don't think we've won there for however many years now." So he's a good so manager as well, is Nigel Pearson. You know, I was mm-hmm. gutted when he left City, to be quite honest with you, because I thought he'd done such a good job uh, bringing some good players into City that were kept for quite a while. So he is a good manager, uh, and you know, you've got to sort of respect that a little bit, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I mean, of course, they even showed the video of him on the uh, highlights program dancing at one point. So he was quite a stern football. figure. Yeah. 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 And then I guess two other things, um, even though it's uh, you know it was almost March at that point, we had two Hull City debuts to talk about. Uh, Carl Darlow missed out the opportunity to play in the League Cup final for Newcastle, and perhaps uh, they would have won if he'd played, I don't know. But um, I don't really think him or Adama Traore, who came back after a year out, really did anything of note, so it's not even worth bringing it up. But I guess it's it's exciting that Traore played Um did any of you see anything of note that made you excited about these two debutants? No? Don't all speak at once. No, I, well, think, I, uh, I think that answers it. Then, doesn't what I want it? to say about Carl Darla is uh, his performance against Bristol City. I felt what I noticed more was that we was getting the ball out quicker um, mm-hmm. than England was. The distribution was a bit better. Yeah, um, You could tell in terms of how quick he wanted to so, sort of get us going. Yeah. Whereas England would sometimes just stand yeah. there with the ball in his arms and just sort of wait it's not to get back in position. Is yeah. he? He's, but, he's a good yeah, keeper. That's what I noticed, but, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess he, he, he probably knows how to play that way from the Premier League. It's a, a fast-paced league. I mean, people say that. I don't know whether that's backed up by the facts. It probably isn't. But uh, yeah, I, I suppose that's one positive. Uh, Chris, did you... Did you want to add anything about the Bristol City performance? I would agree with Tom. I think uh, Jones and McLaughlin, the only two players to come out with any real credit from the game. And I think they've been our best players probably the last couple of months. So the fact that they're still um, maintaining their performance level and we what were the, we've considered the third fewest goals in the league since Rossini um, yeah. Yeah. took over. I mean, that's a... That's a real statement that we addressed that issue. We now just got to uh, stick the ball. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, because it's the same defence pretty much, or or most of the players are the same that we had when Schotter and Dawson were were the manager. I mean, I guess McLaughlin's come in under um, a senior, but I mean, it makes you think why Schotter and Dawson didn't play McLaughlin if it's been... You know, if he's come in and made such a quick impact, and he did last season as well, makes you think why those others didn't like him. When I was at the uh, Tigers Trust Arena the other week, uh, we had pre-match with uh, Stan McEwen, and I said about McLaughlin to Stan McEwen, and he wasn't impressed with McLaughlin. And I sort of was like, why are you impressed with him? Because Hmm. he came in last season, he did a similar thing last season when he got his chance. He came in and he showed the defence up and did really well. And he's done exactly the same this season. So I don't know why, as you say, Dawson... And uh, Shotter didn't decide to, to play him because, you know, to me, he's probably our best defender, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd, I mean, you may disagree with me and 
people on this podcast may disagree with me, but I think he's better than Greaves in that position, to be quite honest. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there was there was a point where Greaves wasn't getting in the team because McLaughlin was at centre-back and Elder was playing well. And uh, I know there's been links to, is it Nottingham Forest and Villa? Yeah, maybe seven million. I mean, seven million uh, is probably a, a bit uh, lower than what it should be, but I don't think we'd be, you know, McLaughlin's a good player. Uh, I think we'd obviously miss Greaves, but the, I'd, as I've said before, I don't think Greaves would be as big of a loss as uh, Lewis Potter up front or, or, or Bowen. Um, and I guess that's why the, the valuation valuation would be much lower. Uh, so another week, another uh, bit of injury crisis to talk about. Uh, Christy, um, who's perhaps been one of our best players recently, uh, I think he's won Player of the Month or, or you know, been in the team of the. Hasn't he been in the Who Scored team of the season for the championship? Yeah, yeah. So that's how good he's been. And then he's he's injured, of course. I don't know how long for. But uh, another thing that Aliar will be back. I feel like we say this sort of thing every week. We get one good player back and one good player um, injured. Yeah. And then the player who comes back gets injured two weeks later. So I'm not that excited about Aliar being back, to be honest, because I just don't believe he's he's going to play for much. And then before he does his hamstring again, I hope I'm proved wrong. Uh, I think... With Aliar, um, the fact that Christie's got injured as well is that I think I thought them two could strike a good partnership down the right because mm-hmm. that, uh, sort of Christie needs that that sort of hard working player that's going to track back, win the ball, and drive up the field and sort of you know I think because obviously Christie now um, he sort of gets caught up field a lot, whereas Aliar's someone that does them long burst and runs back to sort of track yeah. back and um, you know we know how attacking Christie is um, is you know sometimes it's you know, to his detriment that he is because, you know, gets caught out, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Gives Louis yeah. Coyle a chance though, doesn't he? And Louis Coyle, to be fair to him, he hadn't done an awful lot wrong this season. Uh, you know, I, I still rate Louis as a player. I think, you know, he's created a few chances for us to get goals as well as what Christie has. And he puts a good cross in, you yeah. know, uh, he, he's got the team at heart. So it gives him a chance to come back in the team and show what he can do, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I think with with Louis Coyle, I wouldn't say he was sort of a championship level player, but I think that he's he's he knows now that he's coming into the team, so he can prove a point. Um, and like you say, there, he's, I think he's assisted one or two goals a season. Um, I think mm-hmm. he, perhaps his crossing is probably better than Christie's, to be fair. Um, yeah. Whereas yeah. obviously Christie provides that better goal threat, so you, you weigh up the sort of pros and cons. Um, it's yeah, one of them. It's one of them, Tom. In it, where you, you'd love to sort of roll the best bits of the, both the players into one player, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, that's what you want. Yeah. Here's one for yeah. you, though, guys. I mean, I agree. I think Louis Cole, he kind of sets the um, the kind of minimum standard of effort. He always gives 100%. Oh, yeah. Well, he's the club captain. He, club captain. Yeah. I mean, he's now what? He's a father. So, chance of him scoring and doing the old sucker celebration, maybe. Yes. For yeah. a night. But, I mean, also, he's going to be looking at Josh Emmanuel out on loan at Grimsby and thinking, I'm going to have a, you know, a fight on to keep my place as the backup right back, never mind the main right back, because yeah. Emmanuel was absolutely smashing it. Yeah. And I would bring him back in you know, if he's available in the summer. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. You didn't do your research because Emmanuel left on a permanent deal. But I think absolutely he is going to have that difficulty um, getting into the team pass with Christie. <laughs> I think I'm right. And that was rude. But uh, Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he left uh, permanently. Yeah, but he's a free agent. It was a shame. Yeah, it's because right. he's he's it's done not, very well for Grimsby. Well. It's all right. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, well, I mean, I think Coyle's probably the best crosser we've got in the team. 
which I think says a lot that we probably don't have many other players that can put a decent cross in. Well, I think uh, Helder, I think Helder can do a similar thing on the left yeah. on the left wing, to be honest. And I think in the games where Greaves has played, played recently, we've missed Elder uh, putting them mm-hmm. crosses in. To be quite honest with you, if I'm being honest, yeah. I, I I prefer Greaves over Elder on on the well, left wing. Yeah, that, that, that's all right. So the thing the thing that yeah. you've got to look at though as well is that you you're missing them two things. You're missing the crossing because he doesn't do as good crossing. You're missing the long throw. Because Elder can put that yeah. long throw in, and that puts some yeah. pressure on. So I, I would have Elder in the team because he's a natural left back and Greaves in. Yeah, yeah. 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 You have you have Elder in, don't you? Like you say, and yeah. what he offers going forward as well. Yeah. So I guess sell Greaves, just put Elder in. Elder and yeah. Kyle go back to the. I do think that with, in terms of the system, though, like if you look at it from the system point of view with the Greaves, like. So when, when we have like a left back, we usually play him as like a left centre back when we're attacking. So I think in terms of having Greaves there, he's better at slotting in. Whereas mm-hmm. you'd probably say Elders maybe a bit better going forward. But I think mm-hmm. Greaves does like doing them runs, you know, sort of them overlapping runs that can be effective. But you know, again, like I think left back certainly a place that we need to sort of be looking at investing in the summer. Um, yeah, we, I think we really sometimes get caught out there, Tom, don't we, with either of them. If either yeah. of them come inside, then we get caught out and there's nobody to defend when somebody's attacking. Then I think we get caught out a lot when they do that. So I'm not a fan of that overlapping situation because I think it just leaves us leaves us wide open at the left-back position. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what you guys think about the possibility of going five at the back, you know, just to fill in. You yeah, know, yeah. long one back at wing-back. <laughs> I'd be happy with that. Well, Aliar's played at wing back as well, hasn't he? And yeah. he's coming back, so that could work. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, well I don't think that's season. a bad call, to be honest, Chris. Because mm. I mean, yeah. you said we've said we think McLaughlin's our best defender. If Green comes on, drop in covers, and equally, Jones is happy to play pretty much anywhere by sounds of it. So yeah, so Jones. We've got the sort of players that can play the system. I think with Greet with Christie as well, you've got a, a wing back that likes to go forward. And if you play three centre backs, you've got more cover. You've got Jones as a right centre back, Greaves on the left, and then McLaughlin in the middle. And then uh, uh, you could have just put Aliar on left wing back or Longman, uh, sort of having someone more attacking that side. And then you've got mm-hmm. a midfielder, Seri, Doherty, and Simmons maybe, and then just have two strikers. Go for it. Second yeah. half of the season. I think, you know, if Rossini does want to try some things, I mean, we don't know if he's going to, but I think that's definitely an option. So I think, I think it'd be nice for us fans if, if we actually saw a little bit of attacking threat and, and, and him having yeah. a go at it. You know, we, we're, we're, we've obviously, we've got a miracle to get to the playoffs, haven't we? Let's yeah. see some attacking football for the, for now yeah. until the end of the season and keep the fans coming because they've sold 16,000 for tomorrow, but... My worry is that getting to the middle of March and the Noah can't make the playoffs, that's going to drop and drop and drop unless they see some on the pitch that's going to keep them coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's the... Uh, I don't think we've got many home games after this. There's a, a, a great offer on for the um, Rotherham match. I think yeah. it's, it's fine yeah. good for people my age. Um, so I think that'll be a, another the big... fortune uh, for people uh, my age. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Um, although I was about to say I, I'm 20, I'm not. I, I got older the other day. So um, I, I, I mean, I'm still calling myself a teenager. That would be over a year um, out now. But uh, the next game, as we've mentioned, it's going to be West Brom. Uh, we haven't even scored against them since 2019. So 
Um, and with our goal scoring woes at the moment, I'm not really sure we're going to break that uh, duck. Um, we've got a, a relatively okay record against them. Uh, one of the last times we beat them, our own manager scored against them, a bullet header against West Brom uh, after Jelovic missed that penalty. And the uh, main returning player that we all know, Livermore, he's going to be ill, so he won't be playing. Uh, Core Brand's done relatively okay with West Brom since he's become the manager there, but they're just a few points above us, uh, they're 11th on 48 points. So uh, I think it could be another fairly even game. Chris, how do you see this one going? Yeah, I mean, that they're certainly, they've picked up from when Paul Brown's come in. Yeah. They, I think financially they're in a bit of trouble, so they really need to step it up and at the very least make the playoffs. Well, they're not going to make the top two, are they? Um, but <laughs> the... Uh, their attacking threats are, you know, seven, you know, uh, ample really. But by the looks of it, they're going to have a few of their sort of forward line out, the likes of Asante, yeah. from Asante and Carlo uh, Grant, which Dean Garner as well, perhaps. Yeah, Dean Garner. So they they do have strength in depth. So I, I, again, I can see it being a close game. I mean, Livermore always seemed to score against us when he came back with West Brom. So the fact he's out, I'm uh, pleased about that. Yeah. I remember a great goal is scored against us, and we should be doing that for, for City instead. But uh, Tom, what about you? Um, I mean, before the episode, I was saying it could be another nil-nil. Do you think it'll be a, an exciting goal-scoring frenzy? Well, I can't, can't promise oh, that. Low scoring, I think. Very negative. But, uh, but I think West Brom are sort of a team that like to keep possession, and we are as well. So it'll be interesting to see who gets the best of that battle. But... I do think that if West Brom want to keep possession, we have the players on the counter-attack. This is where we could sort of see them sort of come into their own. The likes of Ebuwe, that's it. Um, sort Call of him Malcolm. Yeah, Malcolm, yeah. Well, even um, I've learned how to say his name. I'm very proud of being able to pronounce it correctly. I, yeah, I've but, even done it you know, correctly every time today. Yeah, but on the counter-attack is where we could probably see him at his best. Um, mm-hmm. Because obviously against Bristol... We gave him the ball and straight away he was swarmed with like two players and he was struggling to sort of get into it. Whereas I think at Crystal Palace, their 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 sort of player style is sort of playing the counter attack. So I think you know if we yeah. if West Brom want to keep possession, I'm happy for us to sit back and sort of hit him on the counter sort of pace we've got now. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Eddie? Well, listen, it's an eight o'clock kickoff. It's live on Sky. Yeah. We're going to get well hammered, aren't we? And that's all I can say about it, really. Yeah. And what about the football? <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk about the drinks Nathaniel said before we came on air. <laughs> he's, he's gone, he's gone he's again. <laughs> I keep freezing a lot today. Yeah, apologies for that. But I'm Put sure the heating on Nathaniel. Really good point. Yeah, he's, oh, he's, it, he's always it's freezing. He's wearing four layers. He's wearing four layers. I do have about four layers, yeah. Well, I mean, to to get things back on track, shall we do the most exciting part of the podcast every week? Uh, it's oh, yeah. the combined we're lineup. We're, we're all dying for it, Nathaniel. All yes, dying for it. It's the combined lineup. So this is probably the latest I've made one. And again, I'm still annoyed that this uh, lineup making uh, lineupmaker.com doesn't have the uh, was it chosen eleven doesn't have all the colours in the rainbow. Um, so the blue here on the shorts of the uh, combined players uh, isn't the right shade. However, for audio listeners, I will read it out. So we've got Carl Darlow in goal, Jacob Greaves, McLaughlin, Alfie Jones, Furlong. Oh, no, West Brom defenders. 
um, because our defence is uh, well, mind you, I was going to mention this earlier. West Brom and uh, Burnley are the only two teams with a better defence since uh, we've played. But if I didn't put any whole players in, we'd have very few in the lineup at all. So uh, then Slater, Malumbi, Ukushlu in midfield, Jed Wallace, Swift on the left wing, and then Oscar up front. I mean, Oscar's not scored for ages, but I guess all the other West Brom players are, are injured. So I'm not particularly happy with that because for once we're playing a team with a lot more uh, good players than us. At least it's not the Burnley side, which is going to be about 10 players for Burnley, I reckon. So, uh, Which is going to be the one for us, Nathaniel, on that one. Longman, just for a laugh, I'd say. <laughs> um, so, uh, Chris, did you think that was horrendous? No, I think I think if you're going Good. on current form and also player availability, yeah, hard to argue, yeah. really. Okay, well, you can come on next week. Uh, AD and Tom, what did Connor you think? Connor Townsend at left-back for Greece. Uh, yeah, but you, Greaves is good, so you could you could have Greaves in, couldn't you? Yeah. I, mean, I did just say maybe jump in for Elder, but uh, or maybe Elder should be oh, in there. Just... Yeah, as Greaves I said, you get our team at the minute, is it really? It's, it's not one of my favourites. <clears throat> it's not one of my favourites, but uh, I mean, we've got to start coming up with more fancy things like that because with the amount of goals Hull are scoring at the moment, I don't really just want to keep talking about you know the amount of goals we're conceding or. Uh, or, you know, the amount of games we're losing or not winning. So hopefully we get some goals against West Brom. Uh, what what are we going to predict for this uh, Friday night clash? I'll start with you, Chris. I'm going to be bold and I'm going to say 3-0 City. Why not? 3-0 City. Well, I said it's Will. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Will's not here, so in his uh, honour, that's good. Yeah, I'm taking over. 3-0. Yeah. Mm-hmm. AD, what about you? A goal frenzy or another another defeat? I think it'll be defeat. I'm not going to say what score, but I think it'll be defeat. Well, you've you've got you've got to say what the score is going to be. <laughs> Two 0 then to West Brom. Two 0 Well, that would be the same as last year, and I think we probably played West Brom around this time. It was when we had that rubbish run of uh, was it six defeats in a row under Shotter with no goal scored at home. I hope we're not going to have that with uh, Rossinia, but um, I think we might just get a point. But uh, uh, Tom, what about you? I think it'll. Be a close affair, but I think West Brom will just edge it. So one nil to West Brom. Mm, one nil. I mean, I hope not. That that would be very dull. Um, it's not going to be Livermore to score. So even if we do lose, it's not going to be that. Uh, Enchep says nil nil. We won't win on Sky, and uh, West Brom have two of the best, or uh, the two teams involved have the best defenses recently. And uh, I think that's that's probably fair. Maybe that's a reason why when we do play Burnley, uh, is it next week? Um, midweek maybe uh, that's one of the reasons why um, maybe that game I can predict a 0-0 uh, Ethan says the number 2 and that's the only number he says so I don't know who, who that's going to be to um, I'm probably going to go 0-0 um, I wasn't right with Bristol but it was 0-0 against Preston the last home game we had so another boring draw and um, I wouldn't be pleased at all with at least it. I predicted a goal just not for yeah, us. yeah, but you know, it's reverse it's... psychology, though, isn't it? Because you, you, you well, think, I guess, right, go, go log under, under promise, over deliver. Yeah, well, I tried that with Bristol, and then we lost, so uh, maybe we're just going to lose again. I think, really, I jinx it, whatever prediction I make. So, um, yeah, 
hopefully we get some some goals to talk about because um as i've said it'd be nice to have a few goals to discuss hopefully ryan longman one it's been long overdue uh ethan says two two uh we're, we're higher up in the table than west brom based on their waveform so we ha have a chance of getting something uh i think west brom are quite low in the away table so maybe they don't travel well maybe they'll they'll struggle coming up north where we're all tough and uh you know we'll, we'll, show, we'll show them of course most of our players are from abroad as well or uh or Ireland, um, so oh, i don't, I don't be think wearing gloves and a hat <laughs> yes yeah yeah well uh so yeah hopefully we get a few goals thanks again for everyone who's commented and uh left a uh, left a like and um, remember there's the giveaway with uh, false nine prints and uh, to Hollenbach. If you follow to Hollenbach and false nine on Twitter and I uh, think retweet the tweet, you have a chance of winning a Dean Windass print to put on your wall and show all of your friends and make them really jealous. So remember to uh, enter the giveaway. Thanks again. Thanks I, for joining us, I, um, Chris and AD. Yes, Tom. Website. Website. website yeah. Go so, on. Um, we've got a website launching soon. Um, so Chris is going to be part of the content team. So is Nathaniel. We've currently got 13 people on board, I think. Um, so I think yeah, it's going to, it's an exciting time because we'll have a website where all, all our content and all our podcasts all will be in one place um, instead of on a link tree. So I think you know it's um, we're going to be a lot of chatting out a lot of written content as well. So if you want to get involved and start writing, then just there, uh, drop me a message. My app's on the on the thing there. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I think that's a good message to end on. Thanks again I'm not, for joining. I'm not going to do that because I can't write. Uh, <laughs> well, speak. We can just <laughs> speak. I, I can talk, yeah. And, yeah. and just to let you know that this will be going out on Westall FM on mm -hmm. Saturday at 2 o'clock. Yeah. And, of course, it's your show from 1 till 2, isn't it, on Saturday? 1 till 2, Tiger Pop, yeah. We'll be talking yeah. about the West Brom game to see how well or how badly we've done on Westall FM 106.9. Okay. Well, it's, it's always good to get the plugs out of the way uh, at the Definitely. very end. So, yeah, thanks again for everyone listening, and we'll be back again next week. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.